Good morning, Cashers. Cashers Canine Connection. Tuesday, March 24th, 2020, in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic getting increasingly worse. Closely watching that, um, business has totally, since the last time we talked, it's just about at a dead halt now. We're just like um, most of the other businesses out there, just hoping to hang on and pull through through all this. That's all we can do is uh, get through this together. Our mission here at Mountain Dog Spa in Cashers, North Carolina, is to help you and your dog have a better relationship. The way we do that is help you get your dog in a better state of mind with training, help your relationship grow, get a better behaved dog who pays attention more and uh, makes you a more relevant leader at the end of the leash so you guys can go more places, do more things, and enjoy more of life together. I'm so excited for today's topic, and I'm glad that you mentioned the leadership relationship because the four foundations, that's what this is all about. That is a realization that I have had since working with you is the importance of the leadership relationship. So let's just go right into the four foundations and just list them. What are the four foundations of dog training? The four foundations that we concentrate on before we ever start any actual obedience training, like teaching commands, we first work on the dog's state of mind. And so those four foundations we focus on are crate work, threshold work, feeding protocol, and structured walk. The first time that I heard you talking about the four foundations, I was really surprised because like none of those things are things that I would have thought of as someone who's not a dog trainer, when I thought about the four foundations, I would have thought it was things like sit, lay down, you know, come here, things like that. But now I understand that when you say obedience training, that's what you're talking about are commands like that. So can you just explain what is the difference between obedience and the four foundations? So obedience training, when you hear me mention that, that's, that is command work, like teaching commands such as sit, come, down, anything, anything really you want to teach your dog command-wise, something to do. But the four foundations are more state of mind work. So we're working on the state of mind of the dog in order to get him in a better place to where he's more receptive to our obedience training later. Many times people struggle with dogs that are just kind of all over the place, uh, high energy, or even in a state of mind where they're fearful or scared. It's impossible to teach a dog commands and obedience training when they're in an off state of mind. They need to be in a more balanced state of mind and a more calm state of mind. So we get them there by using our four foundations first. I have been listening in on your one-on-one training sessions now for the past few months. And I've seen this, the four foundations come up every client in some way ends up starting here. And it's because these four foundations are lifestyle changes that reinforce or create, if there isn't already one, a leadership relationship with the dog. So when we're training a dog, especially when we're training our pet dog that lives with us at home, what is the role of leadership there? The role of leadership is the most important part of dog training to get a dog to listen to you and to be accountable. He has to believe in you as a a respectable leader or else he'll have no reason to really listen. Food can be a reason to listen to you without being a true leader. But what about when there's no food 
Or what about when the dog doesn't care about food? We need to first convince the dog that we're in a a sure leadership role with the dog and he's our follower before we get a dog that is 100% accountable, able to listen to us in moments of crazy and moments of calm. Many people can get a dog and maybe be able to teach him sit or something like that, but we're, we're trying to get this dog to listen in all situations. And without him truly respecting you as a leader, that's not going to happen until you change the relationship and, and change the state of mind. I think a lot of people, when they hear that the four foundations are the crate training, a certain feeding protocol, persistently keeping the dog in heel on a leash walk, doing the threshold training, which is basically every doorway or threshold that you guys encounter, you're going to stop and do a training exercise. All these things take so much focus. I think it can catch people off guard how immersive this can be in their life. So how long does it take for the dog to adjust to those four foundations? How long is it really active, focused work for the dog owner? When do they see the results and they don't have to put in the same level of work anymore? It's a big change for many people. It does seem like a lot of work at first. If you really put in the work, you'll really see the results and and everything will get better. And, and for me, there's no way I'd, after seeing the results, that I could go back to to not, not using the four foundations. The work is never done. That's, I, I believe, where most people get caught up because they're living one lifestyle and basically I'm asking them to change their lifestyle with their dog. And that's really difficult to do in any type of change in your life, as in your own diet or your own exercise routine. Usually it's easier at at first for the first couple of weeks when things are exciting and then um, life happens, things get busy and you kind of take shortcuts around things and, and stop doing it. But the first 90 days are the most important time to be really paying attention to these four foundations and and doing everything really properly and every single time. But after that, you just make it part of life during your relationship with this dog. So it it just becomes something you do naturally. Can you talk about your story, how you came across balanced training just with your dogs and, and kind of tell your story about that, the background? Yes. So I had two boxers, Dottie and Luna, my first girls. They were good girls. They they were fairly easy dogs. You know, some, some dogs are quite challenging. I believe these dogs were quite easy. They were my first dogs I ever had. So I didn't know any better anyway what, what the, the difference between a, a more difficult dog was. Both my girls passed away at an old age and I waited, uh, I think, a, maybe a year. During that time period, I had already had my first son and was pregnant with my second son and decided to bring a puppy into the household. So two businesses, my husband, my husband's an entrepreneur also, one child, one on the way, and now we're we're putting a puppy in the mix. So Muscles came along. Uh, we got him from a breeder in Oklahoma, and Muscles is also a boxer puppy. He was nothing like my girls. Super difficult, really hard to manage. I was struggling doing all these other things. It was basically came down to me thinking at the end of each day, oh my God, what did I do? Why did I get this puppy? And I couldn't believe I was feeling that way because me being the dog business owning dog lover that I am, I felt so guilty for like, what's wrong with me? Am I changing? Is there something, you know, what's happening? But it was just that 
it, it was a different dog this time and life was busier also at the same time. Muscles needed some management. I just started, um, you know, doing research online. I tried some different things with him. I could teach him to sit with treats and by rewarding him and, and all that, but it still didn't stop his bad behaviors. I was starting to get to the point where I was talking to people about maybe taking muscles because it, it was just a bad time in my life or, or, and I couldn't handle him. So it was give up muscles or find a way here. So I, I stumbled across balanced training Kind of accidentally, I was reading a book called Crushing It by Gary V. He mentioned a um, dog trainer in his book um, named Sean O'Shea, who does some really, really phenomenal work out in Los Angeles. So I started doing more research on Sean and his the ways he trains dogs. He does remote collar training, layered over prong work, which is what we do now at Mountain Dog. I studied it and, and, and then started looking up other trainers and studying their work and started going to seminars and I started training muscles with it and it was like night and day. I kid you not because I was trying so hard and struggling for so long with this dog. I finally found this way of training and started using it. It was the next day I had major results. Because of that, that's when I knew like this is the way. Like this is the way to do it. And uh, muscles and I, uh, our relationship grew. It got better. He got happier. People started liking him that didn't like him before. And um, he was able to now be around my children without knocking them over. Life just became better all around. And I'm so happy that I didn't give up in the beginning and get rid of muscles. And I'm so happy that I found this way. So the four foundations, we use the word holistic when we talk about the four foundations in, in either a direct way or in this sort of holistic way, address so many of the most common dog problems that people are having at home. You get these next day results. And then we earlier in this podcast talked about how it's a long-term game as well. Mm-hmm. So what problems do the four foundations just stop right away? Uh, it would be case to case, but there's so dependent on what, you know, what kinds of behaviors your dog's exhibiting. Barking, that could be something that's just gone overnight. Anxiety is something that can take longer for sure, but you can see very, very big improvements next day. Lack of attention or lack of paying attention to the owner, that can be a next day thing where you see like a a major increase in attention where the dog is really paying attention to what you're doing and what you want. And is there something else you can think of? I'm kind of... uh... Uh, I was thinking about the leash pulling and the jumping on people. Those oh, those like are stopped immediately. Immediate stuff, yeah. Leash pulling, on walks, jumping up on people. That's that's one day stuff. Counter surfing type stuff. Barking at the window is one day stuff. Things that a lot of people str- can struggle with for years can be stopped in one day. I think that's a big one. Barking, jumping, those really annoying ones that seem to be so difficult can really just stop in a day. And it's really, it's really an amazing thing. We are going to go into each of the four foundations in its own video in greater detail. We're going to explain what is the feeding protocol, which is going to be a hands-on. We're going to explain exactly how to do the technique where your dog looks to you as a leader at every mealtime. We're going to talk about the leash walking, how to get your dog in heel and never have them pulling on the leash 
ever again, whether they see a squirrel or another dog across the street or what. Crate training, we're going to go into talking about the crate. We're going to talk about um, what dogs get out of being in a crate. Threshold training, and it's going to be really hands-on. We're going to talk about the actual techniques every time, how to do it. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Just an overview, like a bird's eye view of the four foundations. I love how you're putting this series together to where we generalize the four foundations in this podcast. And then we're going to go into greater detail in the next one. Because we this is the part that more than anything, more than teaching sit, stay, come and all that, that we want you to get right. This is the foundation that everything else is going to build up on. Let's make sure we get this right. Work really hard on incorporating into our life. The first 90 days is the the most important time period to be really going for this. After that, you it just becomes a lifestyle. There's there's no really order that you need to be doing this in. The the crate a lot of times that's where I start because that's where we're going to wake up and start our day in the mornings. The dog coming out of the crate really soon after that, we're going into structured walk because we're going to go take our dog on a walk. And right after that, it goes to feeding because we have to feed our dog every day. And then there's going to be a threshold somewhere going from the kitchen to the to outside. They're all going to be happening all throughout the day. So that's why it, it's so important. I'm glad that you talked about There's not one that you have to start with. There's not one that's more important than the others. It's just the four foundations, like the four corners of the foundation that you're going to build upon. Is there anything else you want to say about a leadership relationship? When people hear that, they may think that you're the alpha of the pack and that we're really talking about how dogs are pack animals. Is that where this comes from or is it from something even more basic and maybe more human than that you hit it right there that dogs are pack animals they look for a leader in their pack if nobody shows up as the leader they'll naturally will take it upon themselves to be that leader most dogs are not it doesn't come to them naturally they weren't born leaders so they struggle at trying to uh, lead this pack that no one's taken leadership of. And it could look like anxiety. It can look like lots of bad behaviors because they're making bad choices trying to lead this pack. Because they are dogs, they're, they're acting like animals instead of us as humans teaching them and leading them in the directions we want them to go. We make human decisions Um, and bring the dog along with us because that's the healthiest and safest thing to do in this human world, in this, you know, human household that they're living in. They're going to naturally make animal decisions because they are animals. And an animal decision can look like a bite, could look like jumping, it could look like barking at people. Um, It could look like a lot of bad things. In order for the dog to, to do the right things, we have to show him what we want him to do. And that takes a proper leader because the dogs will figure out really, really quick. It's survival instinct for them. It's embedded in their brain who to follow. And if you're worthy enough of following, you have to be a, a worthy leader and let, and let the dog know that you've got this. Um, he doesn't have to worry and he doesn't have to um, make decisions anymore. You can do that for him. You're going to take him down the right path. I could see how people can definitely be confused as to why these four foundations would get you into a, a leadership role. But I think as we go on with the podcast series, 
and break them down one by one, it's going to become more apparent as to why, how this could actually translate into the dog's mind that I'm the leader, you're you're the follower, we're going to get through this together. Should we talk about just in general, the use of, of tools in balance training, how we're using techniques and tools to achieve the goals rather than using a lot of words and trying to tell our dogs what we want. We use techniques and tools. Yeah, when when we're starting, um, when we're first starting a dog out on his four foundations, it's not necessary to talk to the dog at all. We're going to talk to the dog in the best way he knows how to communicate, which is with pressures. And we did talk talk about the pressures in our last podcast, the spatial pressure, um, physical pressure, leash pressure, guidance. Uh, there, there's several different pressures that that dogs respond to and understand because that's how they speak with each other. When you're teaching all of this, it's all going to, there's going to be a lot of leash involved using the leash to guide a dog. Prong collars are very helpful. We use them on almost every dog because it's just so efficient in communicating with the dog. The dog understands it right away. It's definitely not totally necessary to use a prong collar. You can use a slip lead on a lot of dogs. But I I will have to say that many times, probably 99% of the times, I, I go to a prong collar first because it's just so the dog understands it so well and it takes away so much of the confusion we definitely use a lot of prong another tool is the crate of course we use the e-collar of course can be used probably later on in the game we're going to really just build up this foundation at first but the e-collar can come into play really early in the game too if you have a dog that you're creating and he just can't get comfortable in the crate. There's a lot of barking, which is anxiety. The e-collar would be the best and most effective tool to take away that anxiety. The bonker is another tool. There's a lot of tools we could use. We could probably go into a whole other podcast on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has changed so many lives right before our eyes. And, and this is where we're, where we're talking about next day stuff. Like in, use some of these tools, introduce them to the client and dog and we're getting next day or next minute, next hour results. Okay, so anything else basic about the the four foundations before we go into them in future podcasts? Um, I have a little, um, some, some paperwork I type up for people that are going through the first hour of training and I can, I can just read the last paragraph here that I, it ties things together and it can kind of summarize this podcast a bit. So with a very dedicated, consistent, structured day, enforcing the above four protocols, which are feeding, structured walk, threshold work, and crate work, will quickly begin building a healthy relationship for you and your dog. Be sure to do these four exercises, which are the four foundations, every single time you have the opportunity. It won't be long before it's a habit for you and your dog, and you'll both be doing it with ease. It will also leach over to other areas of your dog's life, and you will notice a dog who listens better, is calmer, and is way more accountable. When you combine these four exercises with obedience training and lots of rules and boundaries, you will be amazed with the results in just a short time. Continuing to train and enforce rules over the course of a dog's lifetime will enable both you and your dog to live your best life together. You will be able to include your dog in daily life like you never thought possible due to clear communication and a dog who respects and understands you. The four foundations establish a leadership role for you and 
put the dog into a good state of mind to continue forward in training. Our sidewalk initiative, which is the effort to connect sidewalks through the cashers community so that we can have beautiful walks with our dogs through the town. We're adding more and more dogs to the wall. If you want your dog to join the dogs up on the Mountain Dog Spa wall, you can purchase a spot on the lobby wall for $24. Half of that price goes directly to paying for the print itself. The other half goes to our sidewalk initiative. Good morning, Cashers. Cashers Canine Connections.